Welcome to the Best Work Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Henley-Smith. The goal of this show is to uncover the personal stories of successful software engineers, founders, thinkers, and leaders who are all navigating their own working journey. Finding our best work is often this hidden journey, uncovered through an ongoing conversation with ourselves and the world around us. Every one of these episodes is packed full of timeless ideas you can apply to your own life. In this conversation, I speak to Herman Benchy, founder and CEO of Coja Future, an organization dedicated to making the tech industry more inclusive by helping refugees and other people from marginalized backgrounds learn how to code. One of the most profound parts of our conversation was when Herman described to me the unique challenges faced by refugees seeking work in a new country. We reflect on the structures and privileges that many of us take for granted, which are crucial in our ability to find work. We also discuss decision-making in the context of tackling a higher goal, like social inequality, and how we can know that our efforts are focused in the right direction. Adversity can, at times, inspire us to take meaningful action, and Herman's story and that of Code Your Future is inspiring to those of us faced with the challenge of finding our best work. Why did it take starting such a profound company for you to find fulfillment? So I think it's a personal experience, really. No, it's, it's something that inside um inside of me um there was always a voice or a calling or a, uh, a longing that my work in the in in the whatever work i was doing was was not not complete was not whole um i i identified many years ago that for me, you know, this is a very, very personal thing, but for me, fulfillment um, in what I do has to connect to other people's lives, has to affect in a way positively society and individuals. How did you know that? It's an emotional response to to work, to the stuff that you're doing, uh, things like um, I would go to these big events, technology events, or I would talk to these super clever people and they were doing this super incredible, uh, very sophisticated kind of work. But then I would look, okay, but what's the impact that this, this work is doing? Or what is it for? Who is it helping? What is it doing for society? I would have this, it, these questions would come to me. And if they were, in most cases, they were not doing anything positive, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel, um, I wouldn't feel that my work was, was really, it, it was really enough. And that to someone else might push them towards doing something in their spare time that might help them find that fulfillment or maybe taking smaller steps than the steps that you took, which were profound. What drove mm. you? to make such a dramatic change in your life at that point. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like the, the, I think the more we can experience through small actions, through a small um, 
small missions, small journeys that we set up to do that, that all informs, informs what we, what we want to do. So for example, um, when I came first to the UK, I started fairly, very, very early on, I found another charity that was doing a great work that I felt very inspired about. It, it, her, the name is Charity Water. It's from the, originally from the US. They were, um, they build water pumps for people that don't have access to clean water. And that was another aspect that I was very interested in. And I started organizing fundraising events. And I set myself goals of, um, they were saying back then, if you fundraise $5,000, they're gonna build a water, a water pump in a place that is gonna help a whole village. And so, okay, great. I'm gonna fundraise this $5,000. And that, it, it was amazing to do it, to see yeah. it. Um, Were you doing that Wall Street at Samsung? Yeah. And then I actually ended up fundraising like more than $20,000. Because then it was not one, but then I wanted to do more. I had to do two, three, four, uh, and I would contact another local organization here in the UK that was doing a similar work because so that so it, I, I could have that direct contact. But then there was another element that was for me very powerful super early on was this very tangible uh, whole project. It wasn't just fundraising for an org. Is there is something specifically that is happening with a certain amount? You know, you raise this amount this specific thing happens and this action is affecting all these people and i was fascinated by by that concept by that idea and i guess that informed a lot later on also charity uh, code your future it's funny how from the outside it looks like it was one big thing that happened in a moment but it sounds like it was more seeded oh mm. definitely yeah there's loads of lots of layers there definitely mm. Because I think people who look at your story may look at it and think, wow, like, it's so amazing what you've done with Code Your Future that you might think, oh, my goodness, like, how on earth would I, as an individual, have the confidence and the same type of courage to go and do something similar? Mm. Um, like, it's, you. I think you would almost look at it and think, oh, my goodness, that's such a noble thing to do. Could I could I possibly be a person who could go and do the same thing, the same thing too? Mm. I mean, I, th I think there are two elements there. First, I didn't really want to start something new necessarily. Um, I always tell the story that very early on, um, I saw another organization abroad doing this kind of work, and all I wanted to do is just help whoever was doing it here mm. in the UK. And then I started searching and no one was doing it. And it was only then that it became obvious, like, well, there's no one. This is, you, you feel really strongly about this. Let's do it. But one of the things that excite me so much about Kuri Future is that people don't have to repeat it. They don't have to do this thing. They can yeah. just join and create impact and make a difference and even start new projects or new classes or do so many things within this this framework and then a lot of the people that have joined are about this a lot of them say oh i wanted to do something like i was thinking about this you know and, and this is the beauty is like we do not have to create 
companies or organizations all the time. It's, it's about finding the one that addresses your calling, your, your, you know, that voice in a way. Mm. For anyone who doesn't know, Code Your Future fights social inequality by helping more people get careers into, in tech. Um, how has watching so many people find their best work helped you find yours? Um, I think it fits it, 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 the with with organizations and missions like Cordia Future, where our work is about kickstarting other people's careers. Um, that end feeds our careers and feeds our our work. Like we do not need any other kind of recognition or any kind of. Um, um, any kind of return beyond the, the basis that are needed to to run an organization. So, seeing that, um, seeing every individual find that new opportunity, um, that just that is our fuel. You know, that is our that is that is our return. What have you learned from the people who are going through Code Your Future? that's helped you find mm. your best work? I mean, it's, there, there, are two, there are two parts there. I think seeing this work make a difference have reassured me that this, is, this, is, this was my work. Like, this is what I wanted mm. to do. You know, that, 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 that I don't need to search. I don't need to keep searching. I found it, right? So it, it was a reaffirmation in a way. Um, I, I don't have that um, search anymore. I'm, I'm not in that quest because I know this is my this is my space. That's the mm. first thing. And then in terms of learnings, I mean, there's there's so many things. Um, um, what it's incredible. One of the the key key learnings is how many people, when they start their journey, for to find new careers, to start a new life, how many people don't believe in themselves? They're not, they're not sure they're going to make it. And they're actually, most of them say, I'm probably not going to make it, but they still do it. So they have this element of, um, of faith in it, of belief, of there is, I don't think I'm going to do it, but I'm still going to blindly try and go for it and what courage yes they, they they go for it but inside if you ask them or if you, they say it's like no i i don't think i'm gonna make it i don't think it's gonna happen but if if they go for it despite this disbelief you know the rewards are so 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 big besides the obvious economic disadvantages that a refugee has what other obstacles are there to a refugee who's come to this country or a different country and is trying to get into the workforce like what particular unique struggles do they have when finding their best work that the rest of us may take for granted a big one is 
legal safety. There's a lot of uncertainty on being a displaced person. And despite having a piece of paper that tells you, yes, you're allowed here to stay, you have the right to work, you know, because it's, it's, if, if a person has a refugee status, they can work. They, But people feel very insecure. They feel this can be taken away from me at any time. Um, if I don't find a job, if I don't integrate, it's, it's, it's going to be taken away. Um, so this is uncertainty on the legal on the legality of being in the place, it's it's it creates, um, yeah, it, it puts people in in a very uncertain territory. The other one is um, isolation, the lack of connection. People come here and they don't know anyone, and they don't belong to circles. They 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 don't they don't connect with with others especially outside their you know their ethnic group they might know other peoples they might come to the uk they try to make it here because they have a few people that might know but outside that there's nothing else so that lack of of connection again it, it makes such a huge difference in the reference lack of reference lack of uh, encouragement motivation inspiration guidance mm. they don't have any of this um Whereas for for people that have been here or people from here, there's always someone. There's always someone that acts as as a connector, uh, at least as some sort of some sort of reference. That's a big one. Um, then there is the the cultural one, because of that lack of integration, lack of connection. Then reading reading a culture or behaving following the right set giving the right signals this these unspoken cues um, are are a big barrier for people for sure um, they will they will not know exactly how to apply for a role what are the right things that you have to say uh, how you have to behave um, what protocols are expected and people think a lot on, on the in the interview stage and yes of course that's an important element but it's like getting to the interview is already a big big challenge you, you need to you need to um, follow lots of procedures in order to do that so yeah those are some of the the big ones almost like natural procedures as well that we take for granted in our subconscious like half the things that you said there i feel like I never looked at them as uh, necessarily advantages from my own privilege, but they so are. Like that's, uh, it's almost like there's this uh, underlying kind of quiet infrastructure to my life that I don't notice is helping me find work because I treat it as just normal. Yeah, and that, and that's culture. Yeah, right. Sort of that. That's sort of that. That that hidden. Yeah hidden layer that it's it's among all of us that is just there and that is this the unspoken element that for someone that comes from a very different culture likely mm. it's it it, it it will make it really hard to mm. for for people others for companies to value them to understand them 
that there is even you know from you know I've, I've heard companies saying that they are scared but not for the wrong reasons it's just like we just don't know how to behave what it is what does it mean to 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 hire a refugee to hire someone that is very different to us mm-hmm. um and and it, it doesn't come from anybody intentions at all it's just simply it's just the unknown it's just different mm-hmm. so so imagine that comes on both sides. The people who go through Code Your Future have... I don't know whether they've kind of like involuntarily been uh, exposed to large amounts of risk. Mm. Is that fair? And if that's true, then it it must make deciding where to work and what job to do a different type of equation than if we just went through a normal education system and and applied to a job in the in in the lives of 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 refugees displaced people so many experiences have taken place and they they all vary a lot from from person to person um when when I would say like what, what what a lot of them have described is that is a very different circumstance and, and and people react and behave in a different way when they're in a situation of stress or danger uh, than once they have arrived. Mm. And many of them describe how being here, trying to integrate is actually harder than escaping really yeah because escaping fleeing it's it 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 doesn't give any time to take decisions it doesn't give any time to reflect it's a it's a natural instinct It's a survival uh move we just people just do it and it is a stressful but you just go for and, 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 and you do whatever needs to be done. Once people arrive here, it's all very different. It Everything slows down. Everything stops in a way. Okay, yes, now people are safe. And now? Now what? Before was the purpose, was the move, the drive. And now it's all these complexities of a new society, of a new language, of a new culture. And all of that is becomes this, it becomes a, a weight. So that's when they start need to navigate. And that's why organizations like Code Future help them create that environment of, of support and guidance. But they describe how this part is actually harder. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more rational, it's more conscientious, it requires a lot of um, intellectual and, and, and labor to, 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 to learn all these things. I'd love to talk about your the way that you've gone through and tackled the paradox of kind of choice yourself because it is it sounds like your passion for fighting social inequality is 
super clear, but there are so many different ways that you could go about tackling that. And mm. the one that you've chosen is is educating individuals and, and getting more and more people into tech. How do you know on a kind of day-to-day or week-to-week or month-to-month basis whether the route that you've chosen is the right one to tackling that inequality? And do you ever like, I guess I'm asking kind of, how do you not, how do you how do you get over the fact that the grass might be greener tackling inequality in a different way? As you say, there, there are loads of ways how inequality can be tackled and they're all needed. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's an accumulation stage. Um, for me, the, the decision of, 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 of using, of, of um, of getting people to to be trained and then later employed is a is a choice that 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 resonates a lot with me and or it, it's, it's it's an area that where i put very high value to and probably it's an area where i i can put a lot of contribution to um, i've always been fascinated by education in the sense of people being able to learn something new and and that that learning then makes people the 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 power the empowerment to become independent and then carry on and and do not need anyone else to sustain themselves to 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 go on with their lives. That that element for me it's very, very powerful of the different elements of inequality is is you're giving people the tools so that they later on they don't need to rely on 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 charity. <laughs> they don't need to rely on on on, on any any other aspects. Um, and and then the part of education I connected very strongly with employment and that's why it was this this action effect that I that I thought it was really really important in Code Your Future uh, because I spent a lot of years in the tech sector and then I saw how many opportunities are out there and how much there was a need to to diversify the area how it was an area where you could see very similar backgrounds all the time coming along. So you connect both, and that's that's sort of the area that I felt. Okay, this is this is my part. But so it's absolutely, like a, lots of different different ways how it can be done. It's like an accumulation of your own experience that's uh, able to where you can combine multiple parts of yourself and of your experience, and then apply it like it, it almost sounds like it's just it's it's in that's the the choice wasn't made for you but it's not that you're you can just look at the inequality and say right i pick this way of trying to tackle it because you've got to pick the way that you tackle it based off the experience that you've you've got experience and values i think with values is a, it's and i guess yeah you know the the experience is is um fed by the values you know that that mm. we think that things that we give very much importance to or that we 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 enjoy a lot things ha- seeing things happening 
And it sounds like the way that you're choosing your motivations. It sounds like you're listening to yourself. It doesn't sound like there's anyone else who's necessarily guiding your decision making. Is that true? I try to, particularly in that sort of pre-code your future era, I tried a lot to to understand myself a bit more, to understand my motivations, my drives, and to understand what are the things that I want to do to be able to find that part. On an individual level, we're all motivated by things in our subconscious that aren't necessarily immediately available to us, whether that's kind of fulfilling a, a desire that our parents had that we've internalized or whether um, it's a trauma that someone's gone through when they've been moving from one country to another that spurs on a certain type of work. Like, in some ways, we can do work that is um, is fulfilling, uh, and you leading Code Your Future is all of that. But I wonder if there's also a personal element to it too that's, that's driving you. Um, you know, I come from Latin America where inequality is so prescient, is so, so palpable um, since I was a child. And it, it, over time, it actually got worse. Yeah, I was going to say it's got worse. To see my country fall apart in pieces uh, and, and how nowadays it's, it's a society where there is genuinely so much poverty, there is so much... Uh, you know the, the levels of inequality are are are, are so different to mm. to Europe, to most places in Europe. That's always been there, and I guess it's just over time it became stronger and stronger. Mm. To me, as I always see, I remember when I was doing the the fundraising for Charity Water and Pump Aid, I was thinking. I have access to clean water and, you know, just turn on the tap and turn on the shower and it just happens. We don't have to think about it. For 600 million people, that's completely different life. Hmm. So I could always, I could imagine like, okay, we are so, pri I am so privileged here. I have to do something to, for others to bring that it was that's always been an element like mm. so many people out there that have so have fewer opportunities fewer resources it is my is 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 a duty for me it's a mission to to try to bring them mm. closer to the level of opportunities that's funny how the geography that you were surrounded by the place that you were in as you grew up and came of age has inf informed the work that you do now and it's funny how the it, the the work that you do now is so good even though it it, it comes from something that's not pleasant um, and it often tends to be that way that the in order to have a fulfilling life fulfilling career uh, fulfilling future you have to find the kind of internalized um 
contradictions or the difficulties, the practical difficulties that you've been through in order to create a life of meaning somehow, almost as if it had, if it had been perfect, then fulfillment would be very difficult to find because there would be nothing to put right. Mm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm always, I always remember that phrase of like change comes out of inspiration or desperation. Yeah. And yeah. it's, you know, we always connect change to that first, the inspiration part. But in many cases, it's just this, this feeling of, of, of seeing everything so wrong that it, it becomes a driver to do something. I yeah. think, you know, like we are, yeah, we, we are so um, influenced by our, our surroundings where we grew up. Like, you know, like, you know, it, you know, Western Europe has so, so many, so many resources, so, so many opportunities, you know, probably I would be a completely different person if I had, mm. you know, have been raised here. Where does the desperation go too far and then become a kind of a blocker? And you must see this all the time because you have people who come through Code Your Future who have such a incredible potential because they have been through that desperation and their drive to create that fulfilling future for them and their family and the companies that they work for is so big but then on the other hand sometimes that the experience that they would have gone through would have been so difficult that it's really difficult to integrate into the workforce like is is there a line there and is, is there any way of knowing what side of the line someone falls on yeah I, I think i think the desperation aspect um becomes um vicious or negative if we don't do anything if we don't try to do something if it's something that affects us i think a, a lot of people a lot of us can feel that if we are we look around all the stuff that is happening in the world. This is, you know, it's, it's negative news after negative news. It's, mm. it's, it's horrible things that we, we, we know most of it, the vast majority of it, there's nothing we can do about it. Nothing or very, we, yeah, we might think nothing, right? Particularly when we start seeing the numbers, the dimensions, the extension the, the, of it. But if we, start looking into okay what can i do what is my my part oh i can help this person i can bring this action i can raise this amount that is going to bring this change or i can connect these people i can do this mentorship or training or whatever it is that desperation starts fading away one of the things that comes through from you is that there's it's not this one decision that you make where you say yes or no. Mm. It's that you find ways of exploring yourself and applying yourself in different circumstances to explore whether this work is right or not. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And, and in the past, for example, I, I did lots of volunteering myself. Uh, I, I, apart from you know fundraising, I was involved in many other organizations. So all of that. It's, it became experience and, and, and it helped me understand what do I care about, what I could do, what I could develop, what, what, uh, what I was interested at. 
it's almost like uh, if you were to compare it to existentialism, it's almost like we we at any point in our life probably haven't been through the experience that will give us enough information in that moment in order to make the right decision. So we're always going to be in a perpetual state of, I don't have enough data here to be able to make the decision or the, the life move that I want to make. And um, we expect people to kind of self-reflect and figure out what it is that is their dream job when actually like they haven't had any experience or been exposed to the things that might give them that type of inspiration. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a big believer in, 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 in trying things out, small things, you know, like in the theoretical realm, it's to a certain degree, yes, it helps, it helps us inform, but we are not just the brain, the, the rational mind. There's so many elements that when we go there, and we put ourselves in a new circumstance. Yeah, we we are we, we are learning so so many so many new things, and 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 the, the the beauty of things like volunteering is that there is no risk. We're not changing the job. We're not stopping salaries. We're yeah. not we're dedicating the hours that we have available. Whatever it is, there is that slot of time that we can put. So it's a low risk high return, high experience. It's such a profound question that how can we find our best work and limit the amount of risk that we expose ourselves to at the same time? And that's an absolutely obvious answer to that that's staring you blind in the face, but it's easy to forget. There's so many things that people can try um, and looking into the multidimensionality of, of whatever is out there, um, I think that's that's when we will find that riches. It's like not to assume, um, oh, the only place to learn something is oh, by working at a company, but like just to think, what else could what else could be out there? Thank you for breaking down your own story and that of Code Your Future, Sam. It makes me personally realise just how much of my own infrastructure that's around me and the opportunity that's around me is. Uh, is a huge benefit that I could be reaping even more of uh, and that uh, that I am so fortunate to have opportunity around me. Thank you for building Code Your Future because it's such an important part of London's ecosystem. It's such an important part of how we should tackle social inequality and the more people who do work like Code Your Futures um, the more people who support you, the better. No, and, and, and thank you for for your contributions so early on. You know, like putting, you know, since the very beginning of, of your organization to put Code Your Future as a, sort of a key element of your growth, that has been super inspiring to see. Um, because it's similar to how we talk about individuals, like what can companies be doing? Companies are always mm. thinking, what can we do? We are too small. And I tell them, no, we're, you're never too small. Mm. This is, you contribute, you do relative to your size. Mm. And if you embed that from the very beginning, your, your company will grow with a different set, with different type of values, with another mm. identity. And the fact that you know you've been 
your organization, your company you, you, you founded has been supporting Kodi Future for, since you were, since you were so small. So that, that has been incredible for us to see and, and be able to, to utilize it for our own growth. So thank you so much for, for, for that. And you, I think that we have to keep talking about this because it has to inspire other organizations to, mm. to do the same and to contribute to whatever, whatever mission they believe in, but just to, to, to know they can do something about it, no matter how small they are. All right. Take it thank easy. You. Take care. Bye-bye. The Best Work Podcast is produced by the team at Cord. I'd love your advice on how we can make sure the Best Work Podcast is having a profound impact on the way we all pursue our best work. Email me at bennettcord.co. You can also find a transcript of this conversation, insightful video content and more at cord.co slash insights. Thanks for listening.